We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. We're pumped to be able to share with you an exclusive trailer with you after the show. From Blue Wire Studios comes Golden Goal, stories of soccer legends. Narrated by fellow Blue Wire host Brandon Kelly, each Monday, two new episodes will take a look into soccer's biggest stars and the moments that define their careers. From Halan, Zlatan, Messi, Rapino, and many more, each episode will focus on the historical plays and personalities that make the sport great. So stay tuned after the show and listen to Golden Goal, stories of soccer legends, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Davis, and with me today is the co-founder, Mr. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Brian's wearing some sort of beanie on the call today. He looks weird. I'm, I'm not used to seeing Brian this way. I was telling everybody pre-show that Brian is a bit of a fashionista. Bro, it's it's quarantine. I can do whatever the fuck I want. You you look disheveled. But I you work look like, like this all day today. You did? Yes. It's not that cold in Orlando. It's not cold. I'm just lazy. I don't want to fucking do my hair today. I like it. All right. You look like you live in Williamsburg. <laughs> that it is here. actually a Cubs beanie. I got a Cubs game. You went to a Cubs game? Yeah, it was a Cubs-Marlins game, if that makes it any better. Eh, not really. Uh, well, also, that voice you hear is our statistician and professor of Photoshop, Christian Hernandez. Hey, what's up? We also have our Photoshopper and anime lover, Brass Jazz. What's up, everybody? Been a while, dude. It has. You were trapped. So at first, you were in New York City. So you were at ground zero of uh, of COVID in the United States, and now we in South Florida are in ground zero of COVID in there. So we've swapped places, essentially. It's true. Yeah, you're in playoff form, Florida. 
Uh, we're mid. We are ready for this shit. We are in mid-season form, and we've been. Also joining us today, friend of the program, friend of ours from Locked On Heat, David Ramil. Hello. What's up, David? It's been a while, man. Man, David, bring the energy. No, sorry. Yeah, come on, no, David. No, no, You're no. on our podcast. We're not on your podcast. MLS is back. <laughs> Soccer's here. You know, things are happening. The NBA is gonna start. We're making fun of Brian's beanie. Come on. Uh, Victor Oladipo is about to be a member of the Miami Heat. <laughs> so much to talk about today. You know, David, you broke that news. No, I don't. The people no. on Twitter, yeah, you know, people on Twitter don't want to acknowledge the fact that you broke the news of Victor Oladipo perhaps maybe wants to be in Miami. That was you, dude. I mentioned it on a podcast, what, almost a year ago, right? talking about Dion Waiters. Almost a year that ago. That seems like a, an eternity ago when you think about it. We were all so excited about Dion Waiters losing weight and getting ready for the season, going to become an all-star, and next thing you know, didn't quite work out that way. He's on his way to a championship, though. So <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> all, we have not spoken all those about years, that, but it's great. All those years talking, making fun of Dion and his weight, and now here we are stuck in quarantine, all gaining weight. Oh, exactly. And he's on the Lakers with LeBron. Speak for yourself, Brass. <laughs> I don't know, man. Brass looks good. He um, does look good. I haven't seen David, but yeah. I mean, David, you you said on this podcast that, you know, with the connections of Tom Crean and kind of the the gym that, that, uh, that he was rehabbing at and all the kind of connections ABC going down Fitness. the pipeline to Miami, that – you know, we should keep an eye out for one Victor Oladipo coming. And there's been a lot of news, a lot of chattering, right, behind the scenes that Victor Oladipo may want out of Indiana. Uh, two league sources told the Indy Star that Oladipo wants two things, the most money possible, and a chance to win big in the playoffs. Right? So, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, David, are you, like, on board with that? With like, paying him the most money possible or bringing him in, period. And, and like him being – let's start small. Like, are you on board with Victor Oladipo in a heat uniform? I would prefer Bradley Beal personally. Me too. I think that's pretty clear. I think there are just enough concerns about Oladipo from a health standpoint and lack of consistent productivity to warrant some concern about maybe him not being the best fit here. I mean, I love his – when he's at his ceiling, he's a very, very good player. It's just that we haven't seen that as consistently as possible. And so I'm not sure that it makes the most sense to throw that kind of money at somebody. That We're, we're basically talking about one really good season last year, and that's about it. It was in the 2017-2018 uh, season. He averaged 23 points a game, two and a half steals. Uh, some decent shooting splits, 37% from three, 47%. Talking to your field. mic, G. I'm not I'm talking to my mic. I mean, I was reading off basketball reference, but I think, I think we'll do a good job. Um, I don't know, guys. Like, Christian, I, for one, am with David that I'm a big Bradley Beal guy. I'd rather have Beal, and if they're going to spend the money uh, on a max slot, I, I think the player has to be better than Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy cannot be their best player in terms of winning a title. Uh, um, okay, let's start there. Is... Is Victor Oladipo better than Jimmy Butler? No. I don't think so. Okay. Not right now. We Do you? I, I, I think maybe you <laughs> might think so. Um, I mean, I think it's probably close, especially if Victor Oladipo can keep playing at the level that he did last season. He's um, going to be 29, so I he's mean, not. Like, if I remember watching a good amount of that series against the Cavs, and, I mean, he was really impressive in attacking, you know, getting – get into the paint and hitting big shots when needed like it was you know kind of reminded me of you know one of his mentors Dwayne Wade 
Um, so obviously there's a lot of connections behind the scenes um, of why Victor would want to play here. So, I mean, it makes sense. And obviously it would make the Heat a top, what, three team for sure in the East. I think um, it'd make them better than the Celtics, and that's not a hot take. I think they'd be right around that. I mean, I think – I don't know. Brass, you, is that something you'd be interested in? Um, I think, like, if if uh, if we find that Beal moves – uh, and and that dream is done. Um, yeah, I, I I'd be okay with Oladipo. I it makes us better, um, and it's always good to have a guy here, just like Jimmy, who he wanted to be here, and it's working out wonderfully. Um, so <laughs> Understa- another guy, another guy wants to be here. Uh, it's probably it's a good chance that it's the same. So um, I mean I'm down, but yeah, I don't know I don't know if it makes us uh, that much better. I think you know, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think I think a three seed seems uh, a solid three feels good with that. So like it, it sounds like you want like if Victor Oladipo is your plan B, then you take that or plan C rather. I guess Giannis might be plan A, and then everything else is plan B. And yeah, I, I think the, I I mean it's a reasonable plan. I, I listen. Any I'm totally that. with that. I think he's a good player who can really defend. Uh, he can score the ball. He can get to the rim. I think everything that Christian said. I just think that there's just a ceiling to his offensive game, um, kind of like Jimmy. I think they both have just caps as creators and as offensive players that I think is going to limit them in high-leverage playoff situations. He's not the best fit, right? I mean, obviously Giannis is plan A, as you said, and, and Beal being more of an off-ball shooter I think fits a lot better. But Oladipo, in order to thrive, kind of needs the ball in his hand, which takes the ball out of Jimmy's hands and other – shot creators on the team too so i mean he, he's not from a fit perspective he wouldn't be ideal either i guess my concern is i mean i think the jimmy shooting numbers have been talked about at nauseum but i do think that your point is valid like if you have a guy that's going to take the ball away from him how effective can jimmy be off ball now i don't think any of us doubt that he can still be an effective cutter i mean look at Dwayne wade the ghost cuts all that stuff but i'm not sure that he's going to have the same level of impact that he does while on the ball and a guy like beal who fits so seamlessly as a shooter, as a cutter, as a guy who can run action. They can all that. Listen, all that little cute stuff that they run for Duncan Robinson. Imagine they run that for Bradley Beal. Like, think about that. Right? I'm what? Like, what happened? I'm what? <laughs> so is Bradley Beal. <laughs> Always. So, like, I don't know. I, I've. Well, I there, feel there's something else we could also talk about. I don't know how I, I haven't done the math, so I really don't know how it fits in the cat space. But I mean, the Heat were able to get Jimmy Butler with no cat space this year anyway. So the, the proposal that I was looking at right now um, was a story that um, actually Shams spoke on a podcast um, with Complex's load management. And he had said that the Miami Heat have made it known they intend to pursue both. Giannis and Victor Oladipo in 2021 free agency. Poor Beal. Beal's out here posting heat jerseys. In his, in well, Beal's not a free agent in 2021. He's a free agent in 2022 if he opts out because he signed his extension. I'm like not the biggest Victor Oladipo guy. I got to be honest with you. Like, this doesn't excite me. What if you get Oladipo and Giannis? I mean, yeah, I mean, you get Giannis. And yeah, you get the best player in the league. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Like, <laughs> that definitely changes things. We're back, baby. We're yeah. back. So were, were you not big on Chris Bosh joining in 2010 either? Because he wasn't. I love. Listen, I still. Listen, we are at that 10-year anniversary today of the decision. Okay. That, that pretty much birthed everything that we're doing right now. All this Pete podcast stuff. 
came from that. That's how he became friends. Let me tell you something. I, that's how Brian and I became friends. I was I was plenty content with the Dwayne Chris Bosch team. I would have written that to the end. I was down. I thought that could have won a title. I still think that would have won. That could have won a title. I agree. I mean, Dwayne Chris Bosch, and then you still have a crap ton of money to spend on whoever. I don't remember the order. I mean, they could have gotten Amari. I don't know, or Carlos Boozer. Ooh. I remember when yeah, he was working out Gulliver. Anymore. I remember seeing Boozer working out frequently at Gulliver High School. For Boozer, wouldn't be a member of Miami Heat. So bad. Doing at I wasn't. They showed footage of him at Gulliver working out. Gulliver. This was like back in the. I think even before Twitter was a real thing, it was just footage of Boozer working out in Gulliver High School. Or reports on the Herald about him working out frequently. That's hilarious. Didn't you go to Gulliver? So, I did. That's right, yeah. That's right. I mean, that, that must have been a few years after I graduated from there. Yeah. I like. I feel like the Twitter age has taken away from random athlete working out at places. Like I remember Carlos Arroyo used to play at Olympic Park here in Kendall, and he used to like post dudes up and knock them over and yell, "Get big!" Yeah, you didn't know that, Brian? No. Olympic Park on Kendall Drive, and what is that? One one. 52nd? Isn't he like an RB superstar now? Yes. When I get to home, according to Bleacher Report, yeah. Hey, where <laughs> was <laughs> Carlos Arroyo? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Where were you guys when uh, when the decision happened? UM. What were you doing? I was at UM. But like at that moment. I was, you, I was at UM I was at that moment. I was in an LSAT classroom. Wow. What? Yeah, yes, I specifically remember it. I remember that half the class was just kept scrolling their phones because we knew like that was right when the decision, you know, TV show was going on. You know, I'm trying to event- learn about something that eventually I'll never end up using, but I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> but it was hilarious because everyone all of a sudden, like within a five, 10 second span, like I think I I was the first one to like say anything in the room, because like I, I was like I was on Twitter back when it happened, like back in the early days of Twitter. You are OG. Yeah. yeah. I was on Twitter when I heard that Mike Miller wanted to be a member of Miami Heat. That's what got you on Twitter, Brian. Oh, wow. That was the, that was the drop. It, it, that it, sent it, you no, on. it was it was like a couple weeks before that because um, all those message boards like. Which is they, they would basically like break all the news that you would hear like on the Levitard show how like Stephen A. Smith said that the that the Heat were gonna form a big three with LeBron coming to Miami like he basically had that report weeks in advance. I remember hearing that. Yeah, and no one believed. I still, him. I still Wait, didn't Christian, believe it up until what it happened. The, I want to know, Christian, what the hell happened when he like did the LSAT room explode? Did the teacher stop teaching? Dude, yeah, we, everybody started cheering. I, I have never been a part of anything like that. That's so weird. That it's like, just like it was LeBron's coming. Our, our half full sports bar <laughs> was exploding <laughs> with enthusiasm. Like that is crazy. Brass, where were you? I was in Maui on my honeymoon. Wow. So what I time didn't. Was I it? didn't. I didn't even watch it. I don't even. I mean, I was out. I, you know, I did my best to stay off of my phone when all that was happening. Um, I think I, I got. A, I ended up getting the text from my brother. Uh, you know, after it happened, so. Yeah, so I did. I didn't watch it. I wasn't like you know, I I didn't think it was gonna happen. You must so have had the best sex of your life. I, I mean, <laughs> no comment. Decision sex. That's is that a thing now? Was, uh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I um, I was. This will be a surprise to no one. My bad take was I didn't like LeBron and I didn't want him here. Oh, okay, oh, I, no, thought, I think I not liking him, now. not liking him is fair, right? I mean, I, I think some of the same things that we've seen in him in, since 2014, we saw in him before. Like he was kind of a petulant well, whiner, and he did 
like cry for fouls a lot. I mean, I, I think that's fair. I, I mean, he, he seemed like a direct competitor. I mean, I didn't like Ray. him as a person. I didn't like him. I didn't like it because he was better than Dwight. Oh, I mean, my, I was. It was a strictly petty decision of I. I didn't cheer for anybody that was in the conversation uh, that was better than Dwayne. I don't. And care. this was this was <clears throat> nine years before he became a Raptors fan. So, I, that's, this is, so this whole way bosh, before I the whole boshing didn't even yeah, upset this, him. This is uh this is this is this predates that, and uh, I was I was like I was I obviously knew that they'd be great with him. Uh, I I was like ah they didn't need him they didn't need him. That was my bad take at the time. Oof. So I've been owning these bad takes forever. First many. Look at that. For, and ten years later, we're talking instead of LeBron, we're talking Victor Oladipo. Yeah, that's a step down. <laughs> it's a step down. A little bit. I mean, I was talking Giannis, so it's you know Giannis, and then Victor could be the Chris no, Boss. Like Victor Oladipo, Giannis, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler, and Bam. Is that a better? There we go. Was it? Is that big four? What do you call that? Quatrio? Champions. <laughs> Well, I don't really know how the BAM extension fits into this. I don't know, Brian, maybe you might be able to help, or David. He has like, the bird rights, and yeah, but you, there's restrictive free agency. Well, as long as it, none of this is clear. We don't know what the salary the, cap's going to look like over the next year, two years, et cetera. Very true, David. That's why I can't do any numbers right now. Well, and Myers doesn't want to go anywhere because he's looking to get paid after a championship. Golden State. He's going <laughs> to the Warriors. Who, Myers? Yeah. I like that he'd, fit. He'd fit in really yeah, well there, actually. I mean, this summer is going to be so weird because they're they have a lot of guys like Jay Crowder. It's going to be the quickest free agency too. I mean, if they if they plan the NBA season the way they want it to, it's going to be like a three week free agency and the season starts. David, are you in on them keeping any of their guys? You know, coming into next season, like Jay Crowder, Derek Jones, uh, Myers. Like, are you in on them keeping them, considering the salary cap? and all that stuff i'm at a point where i i care less about actual team success and just kind of the harmony of the locker room and maybe that just makes me strange but i i mean i i'm probably one of the few quote-unquote media types that really liked 41 and 41 and the aftermath of that and everything else i i just i like the good team that i could follow and and report on regularly and i like the guys in that locker room they're all eminently talkable and so to me what a lame the, answer i'm the, talking the group, on the court like, david i'm like talking the group you like you like, like the group picture with the bunny ears i'm talking that's what you, banners that's what... i'm talking parades confetti champagne getting wasted at live i'm not talking about locker room harmony and what makes your deadlines <laughs> Come on, David. None of that shit matters to me, man. I don't. I don't give a fuck about. I don't give a fuck about time. <laughs> matters to the listeners. Uh, I mean, I. I don't know. I, I. I feel so disconnected from what the average fan or listener wants. To be honest with you, that at my age, I just. I. I just want to be able to walk in there, be able to talk to some dude to get a good story, establish a rapport, and walk the fuck out. Sorry. <laughs> Did David you feel? Wants did to you feel file this eight hundred words story before bedtime? Right. Did you feel this ten years ago today when LeBron signed? You're like, you know what? I don't even really care about championships. I, I just want. <laughs> David's like, what's it going to do? The locker room harmony? No, 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 no. no. It was. I was talking to my wife about it today. Like that, the decision itself was like probably one of my happiest sports moments. In all, in all fairness, yeah. maybe 2012 title kind of compared to it. Um, 2013 a little less so and by 2014 I was kind of out I, I, I was I've told you Yanni I, I mean my emotions kind of broke after LeBron left in 2014 and then Chris resigned and after that I was kind of spent I was I was a uh, I, I, I don't know I just wasn't this as emotionally you were on empty on sports yeah emotions. I was a, I was not as emotionally invested since then and so I've just I'm I'm media now man I can't be associated with that sort of emotionality I can't picture you being like I can't picture you emoting about sports I just like you describing to me game like you watching the game six in Boston like on your podcast I I can't 
guys, I can't picture David emoting that way. I just can't. Oh, I, for the decision, I was pacing like a fucking madman back and forth. Like, I mean, the show itself, as you remember, was boring as hell. But it's like I was hanging on every stupid Jim Gray softball question that he was lobbing Yo, at LeBron. Jim Gray, like least efficient job ever. Brass, you're shaking your head, bro. Yeah. That shit was disgraceful. It was awful. You know, I talked to I talked to him in Chicago at the All Star game, and I was like, "Hey, man, you want to jump on the podcast to talk about the decision?" And he never got back to me, motherfucker. Jim Gray, Jim Gray, big time, you dude. Nobody cares about you, Jim Gray. I gave him my card. He was like, "Yeah, absolutely, he'll do it." And then he never called me. Son of a bitch. He big timed you. He said he would, and he did. I can't believe it. I was the time that Stephen A. Smith big timed me. You've been big timed by Stephen A. Yeah. At UCF, he, he was there for a uh, Black History Month um, speech, uh, like a guest speaker. And um, at the end, he was going to take pictures with UCF students. And then he was trying to make a line. Everybody ran upstage, one, like not even making a single form line. He got really upset. He walked out. But by the time he walked out, I was able to catch him right next to the arena where, uh, where, the, where the event was being held. I gave him my business card, told him that I was doing journalism, and I looked up to him. I mean, obviously, I was lying, but I don't look up to him. You don't look up to Stephen A. No, but I you wanted, liked his I, face. I wanted to see if I could get him on the podcast at the, at the time, and uh, he never responded back. I mean, you lied to this man's face, and then you say he big timed you. I think you deserved it. Probably. <laughs> I think you absolutely deserved it. What an asshole, dude! This episode is sponsored by Ladder. Ladder was founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger to change the way supplements are made. They work with the top scientists to formulate a line of clean performance products. And unlike other supplements, every batch is tested by a third party to verify the highest standards for quality and safety. I just received my ladder package in the mail and I'm not one for pre-workouts, but this one tasted and felt amazing. It gave me all the energy I needed for that last set and it made all the difference in my workout. Ladder's goal is to help you unlock your best in any situation. Right now, that means access to special offers and expert advice from their community. Use code HEATBEAT20 for 20% off your first order at ladder.sport. That's HEATBEAT20 for 20% off your first order at ladder.sport. The decision 10 years ago, now we're talking about Victor Depot and stuff. Uh, there's also playoffs that are happening right so we're getting into uh we're getting into the season we're getting into the playoffs we're starting soon the heat left for the bubble today the heat left for the bubble fact, today. they the f- might be in orlando any second now oh no they did it's hey, been already five hours david who wasn't on the bus <laughs> david that's we we actually know who it is but we want to see if you know I, I yeah, we're ethical you know? i do not yeah, yeah. we're I know, ethical you know? i do not know i haven't cared to ask so um so I, we kind of wanted to talk about the efficacy of, of in a pandemic, not revealing the names of these people and like the right to their privacy and all that. So like we know the heat organization doesn't really want this, this out. They want to keep it private. And, and I know that uh, Leif um, of Five Reasons has reported that, you know, the heat weren't necessarily too thrilled about Derek's information getting out there and all that. That was his agent's fault, so... Yeah, so, you know, whatever. What was the play there? Uh, like, what was... I'm trying to wrap my mind around it. I mean, obviously, it came for the agent. I really don't know. No clue. How does it benefit? Yeah, I don't know. He traveled with the team today, so he's fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't, David, I'm with you. I don't understand why why Derek's agent volunteered that information. Does it, does it help him in free agency? Is Chicago going to throw more money his way now because he's already tested positive? It's like, oh, okay. He's, yeah. that That's a real indicator of yeah, we'll, culture. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll pay more for a player with antibodies. Now, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, the, it was a strange. I mean, I mean agents make mistakes. Anthony's Carter's agent made a mistake. You know, agents make mistakes. Um, so I don't know. Like, did, like, what do you feel about the idea of like a player's privacy in this time? Like, I'm sure that players don't want that out. But like, do you feel like in this kind of age of a pandemic that that should necessarily be a right, or do you think that information should be public? I I don't see why the pandemic is a factor at all. It, it should not be a contributor as far mm-hmm. as any added context. I mean, first of all, it's, it's, it is a violation of their medical privacy. And and so that's beyond the point. I understand that we live in a world covering sports where that doesn't matter as much. We talk about, we talk about injuries all the time. Like it's no big, no big deal, but I personally don't care. I I mean, and I tweeted this out earlier to somebody, um, you know, the only reason the he organization knows is because it's a, a workplace risk that any player that contracts the virus is taking and, and imposing on others. But other than that, there's no reason to reveal these kinds of information. I think that's I think that's totally fair. Um, but I think the situation is so different because depending on how these practices are going to be covered and, and, you know, if you see pictures that take pictures of, of, of the court and all the players that are there, it's not going to take a rocket scientist to – They've already out. narrowed it down, Wait, right, on Twitter, who's just from not, who's yeah, on the bus. Down to exactly, like four or five players, yeah. and they're not even in the bubble yet. So once they're in the bubble, and more photos come, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be obvious. Which so, I thought was weird that the Heat were posting pictures of people getting on the bus. They listen. If if Danny Martinez is was trying to use social media, he would have known better. Heat Twitter would have been detectives. Yeah. That, man, that's an OG, Danny Martinez. Shout out to Danny Martinez. We need to get him on the uh, podcast one day. I, you know what, I. I, I want to ask for Christian's opinions, but like I think in a time of a time like this where a lot of people are really uns- and I think I think a lot of there's a lot of ignorance about the virus, whether it's justified or not. People don't really know or, or are kind of in denial about it. And I think knowing high profile cases of people is important. So you can kind of follow how they're feeling, what they're doing. Like, um, and I, I do think the players have a right to the to privacy. Like, I I, I think. I totally believe that 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 they have that right. I do think there's another side to it. Like I think Chris Cuomo was a good example. Chris Cuomo, who's a, a reporter, he's not a basketball player, so it's it's a little different. So when he caught COVID nineteen, I did think his uh, on air kind of account of what was going was important to the public. That helped people kind of get an understanding of what this virus makes you feel from someone who's high profile. And not that the players have to do that, but. You know, I do think that there's a conversation to be but had. But that's that's he's high profile as a journalist. That's that's what the context no, yeah, is I, for that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but I mean, it kind of comes across as skeevy and gross. Now, we're every question or every comment or every tweet that comes out about the heat now is like, well, who's who's who has COVID? You know, et cetera. It's just it's it's weird. Like I don't understand the fascination with it. I, I don't know if any of you four feel that way, but I, I just I'm seeing like the the typical fan continue to ask this question over and over, and it just comes across as really fucking creepy to me. I mean, I, well, I, I think, think for a lot of yeah. people, it's personal fear um, because people know that if they have pre-existing conditions, you know, they are more susceptible. So inherently they might want to know wherever they're going if there's going to be people around who might have the disease. No one's going to be in the Orlando bubble, though. I know, obviously, but... Speak for yourself, David. But, I mean, something that I've noticed happening far too frequently, especially it seems like here in Florida, which probably explains a lot, is that people may have their masks, but they're not always wearing them. They're not wearing them correctly. They're lowering them to speak. like, And people that are sick, they cannot... like. Not everybody can just have people doing things for them for two weeks. 
Like they're still gonna be out and wandering around in society. Obviously, I'm sure this bubble will be much more secure. So this is a very different scenario. But I think these are the concerns that some people have. And it's why, I mean, personally me, I'm paranoid as fuck about privacy and how much we are all being spied on constantly. So I'm super pro-privacy, but I understand the argument that some people are making in regards to feeling like they should know. And I, I think with athletes, like, again, I'm, I want to state, I am pro the player's privacy through all this, right? We're just, we're kind of having a conversation playing devil's advocate. Uh, and athletes, you know, ba- like people come into contact with a lot of people, like these athletes and these ball players come into contact with a lot of people. And I think that it's, I think it's good if, you know, they're not probably not going to call everybody they came into contact with and be like, Hey, yeah, I, I tested positive. Right. So if these players who are positive, right. And then that gets reported. So like Derek, for example, right. So like the news for Derek comes out. So if if Derek, if somebody saw Derek or took a picture with Derek right now, they know, or if they were behind him in line at Jamba juice, or I don't know where where Derek would go, but but you're assuming that like life moves on the way it did pre COVID, which to me, I don't think that's the case. I don't think anybody's going up to Derek Jones jr. Over the last three and a half months and asking for a selfie. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Have you been outside? I mean, I would, I would drive it today. I went through Winwood just for a drive, and I was like, "Ooh, it's a lot of people outside." I don't know. I, I feel like, like Christian, you're giving people way too much credit that they're concerned about their own well-being. I, I think, and then I don't know. I, with I, a lot of older people, so I guess maybe my view is just a little bit skewed. My, my, no, my, my my wife's in healthcare, working as a speech language pathologist in elderly care homes. So I mean, she she deals with old people all the time, the elderly. <laughs> And and so I understand the concern, but it's I mean, what does that have to do with Derek Jones Jr. or anybody else in the Heat roster testing positively for COVID nineteen? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying there's a conversation to be had. I don't like, however, media outlets trying to paint themselves as holier than thou for not revealing the names. It's like you guys just don't want to get the organization, the players, and the agents angry. I go, don't make it seem like you're some grand you know beacon that seems like you're talking about somebody specifically i'm I'm talking about everyone in the media i'm talking about everybody you know that's you ethan that's you anthony chang that's you barry jackson i love you all get off your damn high horse (laughs) i'm pretty sure i've made a tweet like that too i was like you don't want to get yeah let's get out of here brian like you don't want to get people angry that that you don't want angry i go it's not you're not being a good person you just don't want people to get mad at you it's uh, it's obviously a personal thing you know like you know someone's someone's you know medical situation is a very personal thing um but that being said it's not this is not like talking about infidelity or something of a player and keeping that private you know i mean this is this you know this is coronavirus it's a thing it's everywhere and they have the have the, the league is going to restart in the middle in a state which is like the second biggest case and you know b- biggest state in terms of uh, you know spikes right now and uh it's a i don't know it's a thing i mean i i i'm fascinated by it because i still stand by this i i I don't i don't think it's a great idea this whole thing um i don't i don't think this league should really be starting up right now i mean it is what it is that's that's probably the greater point here but i mean we're trying to also do a podcast about basketball no no that's fair no and listen man i'm gonna watch it are you kidding i mean you know but it's but the simple fact is it's not like uh you know coronavirus saying is is it's it's very difficult to keep that kind of thing private 
This is this is a major. Someone had someone a couple of players contracted it right before they go into a bubble with other teams and all this kind of. Stuff. It's, I mean, it's news, man. It is. So, I'm really curious how they contracted it, and that's something that uh, I'm not sure we'll ever know. I, yeah, no, well, I, I, mean, I, I doubt. Have you guys seen that. how scientists are starting to figure out that it's airborne also? I yeah. feel like we like it we lingers are back. basically. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. not just like sneezing or coughing. Like even just the like they it's um it's depending on the size of the micron of the molecule, it's referred to as an aerosol or a droplet. And so an aerosol is like the really 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 small ones that just linger in the air. And apparently they found that the virus can live in those and stay in the air up to three to like six hours and that's why like well, air conditioned yeah. spaces are where people are especially at risk. well new york announced today because you know i i live in new york and um malls i guess can reopen in the next phase i guess i guess the next phase is technically on friday but malls can only reopen if they have new hvac systems installed mm-hmm. so they need like they need that like new filtration system which is it makes perfect sense to me, but then I would go like, okay, what about offices? What about grocery stores? What about other pe- you know places that people work? Like, why is it just it's just malls? It's very they're very selective with this. Um, I, I don't imagine the NBA is probably using some of this technology right now. Say that again. I imagine that the NBA is already looking or is using some of this technology right now. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I would hope people staying at the Grand Floridian are probably safe. <clears throat> In terms of uh, their filtration system. Well, I mean, like we were talking about last week, they're allowing, what, tier two journalists who don't need to stay in the bubble to come in and out to just watch the games from, like, the upper deck. David, are you tier two? I have not. I've not. You're I, not tier two? I, I, well, I, I have not applied for credentials. Are you? Do you want to come? Yes. You want to co- You want to cover it for us? Yes. Okay, let's go. I've got Brian and Orlando, but we'll send David Ramil instead. Brian, are you, are you, are you going? sleep with me. Brian, are you? Uh, I haven't. I haven't really thought about it. I mean, I don't know. It's dangerous, man. I don't know. I wouldn't want to do it. I have a wedding in August. Not August. He's, he's, he's thought about it, but he doesn't want to release that information to the public. So apparently, you he's have to pay. Private. You he's have to personal. pay for uh, COVID testing. So, in addition to the the slim chance that you'll actually get credentialed, you also have to pay for regular. You have testing. to pay. They don't just provide no. it. Damn. How much? What if I have health One hundred forty dollars a week. Damn. Never mind. I'm not doing that. Yeah, never mind. David, I'm sorry. You can't go for us. We don't have that kind of money. <laughs> Ask Locked On or Forbes. The Locked On coffers are deep. Locked On coffers, I'm going to have to dip into them. Oh, the pockets at Locked On are a lot deeper than here at Blue Wire. Well, at least for us. I mean, we're, not, we're, not, we're not the chase down in light years. <laughs> All right, guys. So there's no shortage of action going on in our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you want even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. And if you're looking for something else other than sports, BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournament, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, blue wire. Bet online, your online wagering experts. All right, guys. So, you know, we're, we're kind of running out of time. And I do want to get a little bit of X's and O's because David's really smart and Christian's really smart yeah. and, uh, and Brass is really smart. So, 
I'm There's not. something that so Myers Leonard has, has talked to the media the other day, and I've kind of been a little fascinated by by the whole Myers part of this equation, right, for the team moving forward. Um, Kristen and I were kind of looking at some numbers earlier, and the Heat are really, really good with Bam at center, right? So what were they? They were like plus thirteen per hundred possessions with Bam at center, Christian. I'm not looking at that, so I'm gonna yes. take the word for it. It is okay. Yes. You were gonna take. We looked. It was. It was. It was something around plus. I don't know if you had the tab open. It was something like plus thirteen per hundred possessions. Correct. I can um, vouch for you because Low mentioned it on his podcast. Yeah. Uh, when you have Bam and Myers, they're plus seven uh, per hundred possessions. So when they play those two big lineups of Myers and Bam, they're 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 plus that. So like. I do think that in the end, in their high leverage playoff situations, they're going to be trying to go to Bam at center, whether it's with Derek at the four or Jay Crowder at the four, or if they want to go really, really small and put Andre out there as well. Um, I, but however, like the, the, the starting lineup has been really, really good. They've been one of the best starting lineups in the league and they are really positive with Myers on the floor. So David, I'm just kind of wondering like what you think about what they can do matchup dependent with their kind of center lineups because they have Kelly, Bam, and Myers who are really good. I I just don't know that any one of them is a better option. Like, I mean, Myers as a starter, I, I, I just like the fit, to be honest with you. And, and I mean, in addition to the numbers bearing that maybe he's not the most efficient, I, I think you can't deny his floor spacing ability. I'm hoping that he'll be able to bounce back from injury and be as consistent a shooter as he was early in the season, although those numbers kind of tapered off a little bit. But I, I like that fit. I also like, I mean, maybe it's somewhat silly, but I like his his vocal nature on defense. I, I feel like that's something that's a big plus, and they kind of have learned to rely on him calling out switches on defense and when the screen's coming. I mean, you you can hear him. You've heard him, obviously, on TV, but, I mean, in, in person also, you can hear him yelling quite loudly, and I think he's just he's just a good presence. He's just a guy who understands his place on the team. He fits well. He's a good personality to have. Again, maybe maybe the numbers are off here, but I just I don't know. I just like Myers being as a starter. I know he's not probably the most effective player that'd be out there in closing situations, but as far as his overall fit, it's a good one. And honestly, he David just basically made the point that I was gonna make. And I have the numbers here that really kind of when I found these, it really kind of helps support the argument that he is very vocal on defense, like David just said. And you, I mean, I sit in the 13th row when I go to the games and I can pretty much clearly hear what he's saying. Like, and you, it's easy for that noise to get drowned out after like, I would imagine after five rows. You know how loud his voice is going to come through in that bubble when there's nobody else there? Oh, oh my it, God. It's going to be resonating from the <laughs> walls. But anyway, so um, uh, PBP stats has stats that show how a team operates in, in specific uh, you know, uh, in a ton of different stats and how they are, that the teams are with players on and off the court. And the Heat are forcing teams into 5% more mid-range field goal attempts when Myers is on the court than when he's off. And it's by far the highest difference on the team. And you can just tell that they're more organized, they're tighter together, everyone's aware of what actions are happening. And I think he's a big part of it, even if it's not necessarily through his own talent. Agreed. I, I think. Do you guys think that that's a product of the zone? Because they run a lot more zone with Myers, and he's been really, really good at the point of that zone. 
That's a good question. I haven't really thought about it. Do, it do they question. do they actually run more zone with, when he's in there? Because I, I get the feeling that it's not as much. Didn't they run more zone against Philadelphia in particular? Because I'm thinking that might be their first round matchup can, with I him. I think I can find that. I mean, that, are we, that are we still completely... paying for this energy account? Uh, I don't. I hope so. <laughs> we will find out live on air. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like I, I, I know that that was the game that the first game where they just absolutely blew them out. They were down by double digits, and then they kind of switched to that zone with Myers at the point. They went two bigs, and I actually thought the way to play Philly is going to try to beat a downsize and to force them to go small. And yeah, we no, forced he, Horford out of the game. That was great. They kept Bam and Myers together on the floor. They went to that zone. Myers at the point of that zone completely made entry passes hell for them. I've said this a bunch on the podcast, uh, David. I think that the lack of post play in the league like lately, especially from bigs, has created an environment where guards don't know how to throw an entry pass well anymore. And if you can run a good zone against teams that that like like to post up and if you make it really difficult for them, to kind of do it, I think guards are really ill-equipped to throw difficult entry passes. And it's why the Heat have been able to force a lot of turnovers against the Sixers, and it's why they're really good in that zone against bigger teams. They're able to... I think the, the Heat size at times is a, is a disadvantage to them. They don't have Myers on the floor. Kelly and Bam, Bam's a big, strong guy, but he's not the biggest center, and neither is Kelly Olynyk. And I think that they've been able to offset that, even after losing Hassan, to being able to play bigger. I, yeah, I, that's a really good point. Um, and, you know, I, I also think about at least having Myers out there for part of time, especially when you look at the Sixers as a potential first-round matchup. I mean, he is a big enough body to, if not stop Embiid, at least challenge him and maybe give some opportunity to Bam to kind of save himself for later in the game when it's more important for him to go on there. Because that's, that's what happened in that big comeback win you were just talking about is where Myers started off on him and then Bam kind of switched – I think midway through the second quarter being the primary defender on Embiid, and then that was that was it. He just harassed Embiid completely and, and, and limited him, from what I remember anyway. And, and obviously that's that's the strength of Miami's defense is having Bam at the core of it. Well, so I mean, this... Myers, Meyer has, Myers has that war zone defense. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Have you seen what he's been posting today, David? Uh, no, I do not. Lots of Army stuff. Lots of Army. Uh, yeah, I did see a, a Marine Corps of... backpack. Yep, he is all in on this. From the media call he's, a couple of days ago, which, you know, I got to be honest, he's an interesting interview, if nothing else. And he, he talks a lot and he says a lot of things. And some of them are really great, to be 100% honest. But, uh, you know, he, he did mention also that he has a brother who was a former Marine, Marine and did a couple of tours in Afghanistan. So I think we can tell Myers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I didn't even have, I didn't even know that. And you could tell this is kind of an interesting stat, guys. Uh, Brass, what do you think of this? Like he'd have a better defense when Myers is on the floor without Bam than when Bam is on the floor without Myers. Now together they have the best defense, but when it's just one of the two alone, the Heat are better defensively with Myers on Bam off than with Bam on Myers off. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm stunned. That's it's all those Kelly minutes. They're not good with listen, and we've we've been big Kelly people on this show. Uh, the Bab Kelly, especially Bab Kelly lineups this year, not good. They're minus. They're minus on the year in like about five hundred minutes. Uh, so that's not good. When last year, they were a positive. So, um, 
it's going to be interesting coming back from this like layoff like what lineups are going to be used because it it's basically a brand new season you're starting brand new do you you think all these numbers that we're going off by are are probably not going to be I I just don't get the vibe from Spo that he's going to change anything to be honest with you like what he feels comfortable with is where he's going to go for Uh, I mean assuming again that all 17 players are healthy I don't think he's going to change anything I know Myers said he had to re-earn his starting spot and everything else but I, I I don't think I don't think Spolster is going to change anything. That's kind of why I wanted to talk about this because I, I, I thought that was a really interesting thing for him, for him to say. And I think I think basketball people assume that the Heat are going to try to go small in big situations. And I don't disagree with them. Maybe against the Sixers they don't. But I think most teams – I mean, look at look at their game against Milwaukee. I think that's a big example. I think the, the better teams in the league, especially in the East, are, are teams that want to go smaller, like the Celtics, the Raptors, the – the the Bucks right the Sixers are really the only team that that you know is a is a big playoff opponent for them that probably won't go small uh, so I think the Myers element of them going big is really interesting uh, which is partly why it hurts to lose Justice uh, he's a guy that you could have put at the four and he could guard point guards and all that stuff and I think that their defense has legitimate questions going forward I think that their guards especially uh, they're really weak on that end and if Igudala you know, if he doesn't look like himself, uh, has he done a call, David? Have you guys gone to talk to Gudala? He has not. He has not done a call. He, he, he spoke call, to. Yeah. I want to say he spoke to Barry Jackson. I think a couple days before they started doing regular Zoom conference calls, before mandatory workouts began mid last week. Have you been on these Zoom calls? I have. How does this work? Uh, like, like any other Zoom call, much like this. To be like honest this? with you, yeah, yeah, very <laughs> like this, yeah, very so. It's it's. Uh, it's a heat. How do you get called on for a question? Oh, uh, heat PR chats with you and tells you you're up next. You you put your hand up as you can in the chat button. And oh, that's crazy! You put your hand yeah, up, really? and then, yeah, and he monitors who who you know does it in order. Do you know who it is? Like, is it the, like okay, like oh, I have Lissac. Okay, this, well, you, this like I have a good. Everybody can, everybody has to see each other. You have to have your camera on. Oh, so at all so time. you have, oh, you have your, so video. you have your camera on for Heat PR, but not for us. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, my my camera enough. doesn't work, so it, it's actually not. Yeah, I'm not they, doing they this. Don't want, they don't want anybody doing anything. Oh wait, your camera doesn't work. No. How did you do it then? Oh, I, I just I mentioned to Tim beforehand that I couldn't. Uh, my camera wasn't working. He said we don't care. I promise I'm not in the nude. And then and then somebody else from Heat PR called me out <laughs> in the chat and said you got to turn your camera on. I was like, dude, I know. Thank you. I spoke to the person in charge. Yeah, the one person who's actually going to be in the Orlando bubble. So yes. Oh, is that confirmed? Is yes, that is, that is confirmed. Actually, there's a whole list of who's going to be in the bubble and who's not. Because Pat's not going, Besides right? the players, obviously, good. we don't know the players. Is Andy going? No. Andy's not going. No. Brian, do you have the list? I want to know. Uh, give me a second. I can pull Andy up. Simon. Andy, Andy, Andy Simon. Andy Simon's going. Adam Simon is going to be the one, because every NBA team has a Senate front office representative. He's the Miami Heat's front office representative. All that shit. Eric Glass will be there. <laughs> Who? The Miami Heat video coordinator. Coach Summer I, I did not know that. I, All I, the assistant coaches will be there. Except, except for, so yeah, except for coach. Octavio. Uh, well, I don't even remember that he was a coach. <laughs> Covering our bases here. That's um, why we need, need labor. Rob Fodor is going to be there, a shooting coach. He works very okay. uh, tight-knit with, with uh, Hero. Hero will be there, by the way. Thank God. Their best clutch performer. Uh, he's, he's really important to what they do, and they missed him late game. Um, I'm excited, guys. I don't know about you. I'm. I've. We last. Yes, last show we were not really comfortable with the bubble. George Sedano came and made us comfortable. 
We're ready. David, are you excited? Are you ready to go? No. You're not. No. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I've, You're out. Since mid-March, I kind of just didn't really think that there was any way of this season resuming. And now it just seems like they're doing it basically just to say, no, we need as much money as possible. And I, I, I have long rallied against the whole idea of resuming the season. And I, I don't think even with everything that we're finding out now and, and the reality that they're preparing for positive cases while in the Orlando bubble, that as much as they think of it as a bubble, it's not going to be. And and so they are counting on players testing positive. And, it's, and this is a and point. The German, the German Basketball League was able to function without positive tests. Why can't they? Uh, because they're having Disney cast members come in and out of the bubble on a regular basis. and Who aren't getting tested before coming back to work, by the that's way. That's right, yeah. so I, I, That seems weird. I, I mean, is changing. Mickey Mouse that important? I heard that's changing. Yeah, that, I was like, once that goes public, no, they, goes, there's they, no way. They're doing temperature checks every other day or something like that. Like, really weak shit. Uh, I mean, not enough to really test anything. And well, I was going to say, the point? if you're asymptomatic, does that also mean you don't have a fever? That's right. Well, that's great. That's, isn't that the big yeah. issue? Is wasn't the big issue asymptomatic folk? Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I have concerns about the bubble and the integrity of that bubble, and, and I understand that the league just needs to make as much money as possible. But I've I've long said also that you know we're asking the wrong questions here. There are billionaires who who front this league who should be able to pony up the money to keep player salaries, to keep the salaries of the people who work at these arenas, and and fuck all of them. I mean, they're eat the rich. That's what I'm talking about, David. God damn but right, David, eat but, the rich. But, <laughs> you're goddamn right, David. But David. But David. But David. Yes. You know this is true. We are going to stamp out inequality and racism because they can put stuff on the back of their jerseys. I've, I've also said that players should not do that either. I think it's ridiculous. I even talked about this on the National Lockdown Show. I think it was a huge misstep. I think it's just ridiculous. The phrases ridiculous. are so corny, it's and they don't really say anything. Ridiculous. Do you they have – is it, is it, you is it, but can they actually put – because, uh, you know, they released a list of, I don't know, probably a dozen players, and a lot of them, you know, they just – they circulated like three or four different sayings on them. There's a list. I mean, is it is it like – do, do they have to like, you know, is it like a, you know, they, they fill in the circle? Yes. You yes. Know. Yeah. They they, really, they, they came oh, up Jesus. with the terms, and and they promote they they send them out to the players and say you get to vote on which one you want, and that's it. They didn't that's, ask them for their opinion this, as to which ridiculous. one they want. I'm sure some players like John Morant would probably would have put "fuck the police" on there, and, <laughs> and and so they probably didn't want that opportunity for players to kind of voice that, that sort of concern, and so they were like, "We've come up with these pretty benign, pretty generic. Pick one." So that Myers is wearing equality. You don't think that that's going to solve racism? Myers Leonard wearing equality in the back of his jersey? No, or, or uh, Mo, Mo Wagner wearing vote. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite one. That's great, yeah. No, I, I don't think it's going to be nearly enough. I need I need a, a, a novice Miami Heat beat jersey that says vote on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Very I well mean, I, I, I like the idea <laughs> of, of players being more – look, and then today, obviously, we should – I don't know if we should even bother getting into it. Like one of the most vocal ex NBA players, as far as you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, and then Stephen Jackson winds up sticking his foot in it so badly and ruining everything. Oh, that's another thing. Whew. I know we shouldn't even qualify. We shouldn't even talk about it. But God, what a <clears throat> fucking idiotic! Thing I was confused. I was like, well, I was like, how bad could this be? And I listened to the clip yesterday. I was like, oh, Stephen. Yeah, he doubled down today. No, oh, it was he, bad. He and deleted the post. I'm pretty sure. I mean, now you got to. Like, you know, what is he going to do now? Like, he just did not care. I was like, oof, Steven. 
Uh, who fixed racism more, the NBA with their jerseys, or uh, did you guys see what Jersey Mike's did? Oh, no. I did see that. They they What's renamed it, it the Bra- Black Lives Matter sandwich. Yeah, bacon, they replaced lettuce, BLT. And- yeah. Oh, the the oh the BLM, right? Yeah, BLM, bacon, lettuce, and motto. Motto. That's well, right. I was I was wondering what they did with the um motto. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Jesus. Who fixed racism more, Jersey Mike's or the NBA? Oh God. NBA. I think. Listen, I think the NBA has got this. Well, I, I think that I asked this on, on to Wes the other day. Um, you know, is the is, that traitor? Is the league as progressive <laughs> as it thinks it is? The league is a snapshot of American neoliberalism. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it. From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele. Our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe. From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.